Praise the Lord, and welcome to another session of IHAP Podcast with me, your host, Reverend Mario A. Najera. To all those that are listening in for the first time and for all those that are returning back, thank you for joining in. I'm honored to have with me today Pastor of Jubilee Apostolic Tabernacle in Fresno, California, Bishop Augustine Hoyer III. We are here today to testify of the goodness and mercies of God, and no matter where you find yourself in your life journey, that Jesus loves you, Jesus still saves, and that he's still, in, still doing works within his people. So listen as we hear what God has done in the life of my guest today. Bishop Hoyer, praise the Lord. Welcome to I Have Podcast, and thank you for accepting this invitation. Praise the Lord, Brother Mario. Thank you for the invitation. We are honored to connect with you all this afternoon. All for the honor and the glory of God. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And as always, my prayer, Bishop, is that our conversation today and the words that we speak will inject faith in the hearts and minds of those that are listening today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. With the help of Jesus, whatever we can do to help people to increase their faith in God and get yes. to know God a little bit more. It's all for the glory of Jesus. Amen. Yes, sir. Especially, Amen. especially in these times, Bishop, for sure. Yes. So yes. I've had the honor, Bishop, of, of getting to know you personally, um, you know, when you visit here in Tucson, because you have family ties here uh, in Tucson, Arizona. Um, but, you, um, but you also grew up here, and um, we're going to get into that a little bit in the conversation. Okay. Um, and I, I have the privilege of ministering with your, um, with your father, uh, you know, uh, Minister um, Hoyer, and uh, he's been yeah. such a blessing in my life, uh, you know, here locally. Um, so again, I do, uh, I, I do have the pleasure of getting to know you, but one of the things that I kind of hear you go off and on or, you know, kind of share a little bit about is, you know, your testimony as you're growing up here in Tucson. Um, but if we can kind of go back a little bit before you found yourself in a relationship or a personal relationship with Christ, uh, Bishop, or in a church, what would you say your life was like before that time, sir? Before, well, the reality, I was raised in church. Mm. Uh, I am a third generation apostolic. Uh, my grandfather was a preacher, evangelist. Uh, my dad, as you know, he's a, a preacher and also uh, one of the administrators of the local church. Mm -hmm. And so I, I grew up in church. I was raised in church. Uh, raised in this movement, and uh, and thank God, hallelujah, amen, for uh, keeping me yes. in in church. And you know, uh, there are those that didn't have that uh, blessing and to be raised in the church, and I was. Yeah. And, and I think um, being raised in the church, you get to know all the the formalities and all the. Uh, the laws and things that goes in and out of church. Yeah. But I guess uh, um, at the age of 11, that's when I had an encounter mm. with my Lord. Hallelujah. So I would say that that, that would be the time yes. that things begin to change in my life. Yes, sir. Yes. Amen. So Bishop, um, as you know, you mentioned turning 11, you had your encounter with the Lord. What was that experience like for you, Bishop? What 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 encounter? Uh, what was your encounter like? That encounter was an awesome experience with the Lord. Uh, I believe it was in 1974, hmm. and uh, the adults were having a, a service up on the top, and uh, the juniors director decided to have take the juniors out 
and have a service down at the basement of the church. Mm. And so I was a junior then and uh, went downstairs. We had our own service. And that's when uh, the Lord filled me with the Holy Ghost there by the evidence of speaking in tongues. And that was an awesome experience that I had with the Lord. And my father can testify this, mm. that uh, that day that I got the Holy Ghost, amen, I was speaking in tongues for the whole week. Uh, I, I even went to school speaking in tongues and the power of God was just moving uh, in my life. I was just overwhelmed with this joy that the teacher uh, sent me to the principal's office because they couldn't control me. They didn't <laughs> understand what kind of language I was speaking. Yeah. And so he took me to the principal's office and the principal didn't understand what I was saying. And, and he said, this is not Spanish. This is not English, not even Chinese. And so they called my father and my father um, and my pastor showed up at the school. And that's when they explained to the principal, this is a, a heavenly language. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, this is the Holy ghost. And uh, for a whole week, I, I was speaking in tongues. It was just an overwhelming joy. And that's how I, I, I felt uh, not just being a routine in church mm -hmm. and just growing up in church. That was a moment that I had that, uh, experience of, uh, of God's um, spirit in my life yes. in Jesus name. Yes. It was awesome. Oh, it is yes. such an awesome experience. I can always recall when, when I ended up getting baptized as I made the decision of getting baptized and I was doing mm -hmm. a summer program where I was working at a um, janitorial service for the school district. And that morning mm -hmm. I felt like I was walking on, on air past Bishop. I felt like I was just flying to work, you know, walking, and uh, my coworker looked at me, why are you so, what's wrong with you? Why are you so happy? I was like, I got baptized in Jesus' name yesterday. And just the look he Praise gave God. me, yeah, you know, like it wasn't a connection he could make with me, but I was just so overjoyed, you know, in my heart. <laughs> All right. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Well, yeah, that, that, go ahead. Oh, well, that's definitely, you know, the joy and the love, of overwhelming yes. love that you feel of God for sure. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, and then one year later, I mm -hmm. got baptized after that. One awesome. year later, I got baptized in Jesus' name on an Easter Sunday, oh. 1975. Praise God. Wow, that's awesome. That was actually going to be my next question. How long was it till after you, you, know, you received the Holy Ghost that you got baptized? So it was a year after. So, yes. 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 So Amen. Being, being baptized at 12, though, Bishop, did you find, you know, probably getting into junior high maybe or, or you know, your high school years, did you find any challenges, you know, getting baptized? Not necessarily so young, but at that age. You know, what do you recall during those times? Those times were, were not as, uh, yes, it was challenging mm -hmm. because during those uh, times in the 70s, uh, you get picked on, mm. uh, ridiculed because you're a holy roller, uh, Jesus name freak. Mm. Uh, and so, and then the way we live, mm. Amen. On, on the standards of uh, modesty. Yeah. And um, so we, I, growing up, I was always, you know, uh, being laughed at, mm. picked on once in a while. Uh, sometimes uh, in those years, uh, maybe once a month or maybe twice a month, I'll show up at uh, home with a black eye. Wow. Because someone, someone didn't like me because I was a preacher. <laughs> Or because I, I would preach to them, I would always carry tracks in, in my pocket and give it to my uh, teachers or 
uh, at Circle K, I leave tracks. I, I, I was totally uh, um, sold out to the Lord yeah. at that young age. And during, during my junior high year, uh, I'm always leaving some even uh, poems to, to the teachers about Jesus Christ. Mm. And my friends didn't like it. Uh, and one of them just, I, I was telling him about Jesus, the love of Jesus. And he just turned around and just gave me a good one on the right eye. And that was it. Praise <laughs> God. Hallelujah. But I think my challenging moments were in high school, mm. in high school where uh, I was caught between being a, 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 a cholo, <laughs> mm. Hallelujah. And, and being a believer. Okay. Amen. And I was stuck in that area. And, uh, and those were challenging until in, in my junior year, the Lord really dealt with me. Mm. And, uh, and that's where things began to turn around in my life from there on in my junior year in high school. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know, I, I love that Bishop, like you described, you, just, you were just all in, you know, in your relationship with Christ, you know, right. preaching and, and passing out tracks, you know, in school. Um, Bishop, did you kind of, um, did you kind of have an, a, a, a feeling then or a, um, an understanding then that the next step or, or for your life would be maybe entering into the ministry how was that like for you, Bishop, when, when you were finally called or felt the calling to enter to ministry? Um, I would believe my first experience that I knew God was calling me to preach mm -hmm. was at the age of 10. Wow. Um, I was at my grandfather's house, and, uh, and they had an extra bedroom there, and, and uh, it was a weekend, and I set up the, his desk. He had a small little desk and I set it up like a pulpit mm -hmm. and he had this uh, lamp uh, that, that, that had a flex on it. So I took off the, uh, the light bulb and mm -hmm. used that as my microphone and I would preach like that, you know, to an empty bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting excited because my grandfather was, uh, on my mom's side was also a preacher and evangelist. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and I was getting excited. I was just like yelling and screaming and, uh, uh, being a preacher and my grandfather comes into the room and he says, he says, uh, uh, mijo, uh, the Lord is calling you to be a preacher. And I said, really grandpa, you, you serious? And he said, yeah, I think God is calling you, um, uh, to preach. So, and from there on, I would go help my grandfather go, uh, clean up the, the church and, um, and I and he said, go clean behind the pulpit. So I'll go stand behind the pulpit and dust it off. And uh, and I will pretend that I was a preacher. I'll mm. just stand behind the pulpit. And, and my grandfather goes, there you go again. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. So from there on, I already felt that God was already calling me. Mm. And then uh, when I said about my junior year in mm. high school, that's when the Lord really dealt with me. Because mm. there, 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 there's that moment that, in, in, in life, when, after you get baptized or serve the Lord, there comes a moment when you have that, that experience that you cannot forget. Mm -hmm. And you know that God is calling you. So it was at a youth camp on my junior year in high school. And we were having a powerful time at youth camp. And I remember the preacher very well. That was uh, Pastor Adam Lopez from Union City, Junior. And he was preaching his heart out. And and uh, that night I went to the altar and I was just crying and weeping because uh, 
the word of God was convicting my heart. Mm. And during while, while I was praying, uh, his father, evangelist Adam Lopez Sr., came and laid hands on me, and he prayed for me, and and he was and he whispered in my ear, "God is calling you into ministry." And he's going to prepare you. And I go, whoa, hallelujah. So I kept on crying and crying and weeping. And he left. And, and then about 15 minutes later, uh, Frank Romo Sr. Amen, came and prayed for me. And he said the same words as Evangelist Lopez said. Mm -hmm. God is calling you to the ministry. And so from there on, I surrender my whole life. Amen. And say, God, if this is you, then you do what you got to do. Yes, sir. And that's how it all began. It all started from that calling, that moment that made the, that impacting in my life. Mm -hmm. And that was the night that I can now never forget that it was God that was dealing with yes. me. Yes. yes. And I, I, I really thank God, Bishop, for, you know, for that calling in your life because you've been able to bless so many with your ministry and your preachings and your teachings. Um, I remember first seeing you, sir, at, at a district service in Phoenix, and um, I wasn't really familiar with you yet, Bishop, but I remember seeing you and standing so, you know, tall, and 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 they said, we're going to have, uh, you know, Bishop Hoyer pick up this offering, and I missed that part because um, I, I thought you were going to be the preacher, and I remember, Bishop, you went up there, and I go, I wonder what he's, you know, I've never heard him speak, I wonder what he's going to be like. And you, you you just had like this stoic or serious look on your face, and and I was like, oh, I don't know, you know, if he's gonna be emotional or not. It looks like it's gonna be kind of just you know talking, or I don't know what my thoughts were really, Bishop. But when you started going, when you started just preaching and and sharing what God was sharing with you to share with the congregation, I forgot that you were there to pick up the offering. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I was just so blessed to hear you, sir. I was like, wow, that I. I go, yes, sir. And and like I said, I, so I really thank God that you were sensitive and, and that you were willing to give, you know, yourself to that calling because, you know, so many great, um, you know, anointed men of God that, that do, they bless so many lives without really realizing, you know, and this mm -hmm. was years ago. This was years ago. So, you mm -hmm. know, you had that influence in my life for sure, sir, for, for sure. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Um, Praise God. So uh, being in, be, you know, receiving your calling, Bishop, and, and getting into the ministry, um, j just like, you know, any person that serves in the capacity, Bishop, there's sometimes a, a time where maybe just something's not going our way and we kind of just start doubting ourselves or second-guessing something. Was there ever a time, Bishop, in your, in your ministry that you kind of felt, you know, something of that nature for you in, in your ministry? Yeah, there came a moment in my life. Um, there was one period of time. Uh, I would say, uh, I would call it a three years of silence. Because mm. uh, once I started into um, ministry, and I appreciate uh, Bishop Frank Romo, because uh, he's the one that uh, invited me. He was the first one to invite me to preach a revival mm -hmm. uh, in Cashin when he was pastoring Cashin. And that was my first revival. I preached and ministered. And, um, and then from there, I was ministering in different places. God opened doors. But there came a three-year period that uh, there was no phone calls. There was no invitations. Mm. 
and it was a, it was I would call it a a three years of of just waiting on the Lord. It was like a uh, I thought that was it. It was over, and 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 and, and I felt okay, God, what are you going to do now? What mm. what are you doing in my life? And three years, Amen. We're just working in the local church, which I did, mm. and um, God was blessing the local church. A great revival was happening in the local church. And uh, we're seeing miracles. And uh, as you know, Safford is way out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's rare that you get preachers come by to Safford. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, uh, um, But those three years, amen, I believe God was just working in my life. And then it was a, at a district convention, amen, that uh, we were rejoicing, praising the Lord. And right after the district convention on Monday, I got a call, amen, to go minister at a youth camp after three years, mm. quiet. And I was just feeling, okay, what is happening? And uh, during those three years is when I got a heart attack, my first heart attack. And uh, and I was saying, okay, what else is happening? Mm. But on that, uh, on that uh, call to go to this camp to go preach, Amen. Um, God was already dealing with my heart in such a way, like preparing me. Mm -hmm. What's next? Hallelujah. Because I believe in those three years of silence, God hasn't forgotten you. Mm -hmm. It's just a moment that God is working. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were no phone calls. Uh, when I had my that time of a heart attack, mm -hmm. uh, I, I no one didn't come pray for me at the hospital. Uh, there were no laying of hands. There were, nobody prayed for me. Nobody showed up and <laughs> said, okay, Jesus, <laughs> hallelujah, okay. And uh, But that's when I had to learn that God is with me. Mm. And, and that's when I had to really trust in God. And those were the moments, those years I was screaming and crying out to God, what is happening? What is going on? And uh, And during those three years, of silence, I, I went to Alexandria for their uh, conference because of the times. Mm. And one of the mornings, uh, Pastor T.D. Uh, um, Tenney, uh, Brother T.F. Tenney was mm -hmm. preaching. And he just, he just said, before I preach, I got to give a word to somebody that's on this side of the auditorium. You were weeping and crying and you were facing the window of your kitchen and you were asking, Lord, Lord, when are you going to visit me? When are you going to visit me? And that was me. Mm. I can actually say that was me that was crying out at the kitchen window. I was looking out at our window. I said, Lord, when are you going to visit me? And, uh, and during those three years, uh, I found God, like if he wasn't visiting me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. What's, what's happening? Praise the Lord. Having a heart attack. Issues were going on. What is happening? Praise God, Hallelujah! But God is still good. Yeah. And 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 in that trip on my way to that youth camp, praise the Lord. In the middle of the desert, while I was driving, <laughs> the Lord visited me in that car. <laughs> I I felt the presence of the Lord. I was speaking in tongues for two hours in the car, wow. Hallelujah! And I was driving by myself in the middle of the desert, and that was God that visited me at that moment. And, and I give God praise for those three years. Wow. Amen. Bishop. 
Uh, it, it's it's amazing the the grace the amazing grace of God and His love. It, that's yes. I, I can never grow tired, Bishop, of hearing you know people share these kind of uh, you know testimonies and stories about uh, or you know things that happened in their life where God just kind of reached out when we felt like it was our last second or you know holding on by a thread or whatever you know we, we feel like. But just at those moments when when God knows really just to reach in and kind of pull us out a little bit oh, that's right yeah that's so great wow awesome. uh, thank god um and and you know see seeing the love of god you know obviously you know we hear a lot because of everything that's going on you know we still know that god's still on the throne and and he's still reigning uh you know but bishop you know obviously people see what they see you, you can look around you you know you're hearing about second uh, or third shutdowns I, I don't remember what number we're on now that are coming up but um how, how has that affected um you there sir uh, in fresno and your congregation or church uh, the, this whole covid situation how has it touched or affected your life or ministry well this has been a, a very challenging moment since everything shut down and our challenges uh, is since, happened since March. Mm. Uh, March, we're having our, our Mad Gladness revival. Every Sunday, we're having a guest speaker. And uh, we're having an awesome time. And then we get the news. We have to shut down. Mm. And, uh, and being that uh, I don't have a, a building yet, mm. uh, we don't have our own building. So uh, the next step we had to do was just to go on on Facebook and also on Instagram and reach out. And we never done this before. It was all new for us. Mm. And uh, so we started it. And uh, um, as a matter of fact, my daughter had to teach us how to go on Facebook. I don't even have a Facebook account. <laughs> and, uh, and we had to do our best. Yes. And uh, we started with just me and my wife at home. And then we brought in the praise team to help us out on Sundays in our home. And, and has done a lot of things, done, challenged us as, as a pastor. Mm. And, uh, and we had to pray and seek God what we got to do. And uh, during this time, I went on a, on a course I mean, that, was, uh, that was given to pastors. And so I went on and I was talking about what do, you, what do we see now and what are we going to do next? Mm. and and that was a, a a conference for pastors and i i went on and i joined the course and um and it was powerful because it makes us examine where we're at now and what we got to do next mm -hmm. and, and churches were closed con congregation couldn't get together and uh and what are we going to do next mm -hmm. and uh and i said for the glory of the lord well this is what we're going to do next so we tried every avenue through this new platform mm -hmm. of social media just to reach out to people phone calls uh facetiming um zoom now yeah. praise god all the way facebook instagram our next step is to go into youtube in jesus name to try to reach as many people we can yeah. about this gospel in the name of jesus but one thing I can say, Brother Mario, mm. that during this pandemic time, the challenges are so great. Mm. And now, right now, California is about ready to go through another lockdown, mm. uh, I think, by this week. 
and uh, and we're seeing the panic in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are just happening. People are getting you know stuff for Christmas because they don't know if the stores are going to be open. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty percent capacity only. Uh, now the churches, you know, uh, only could do outside service. Winter is coming. What do you do next? Yeah. I'll live. But you know what? I thank God that during this time of the pandemic season, we were, uh, the Lord just gave us a great harvest. And we bless the name of the Lord, that we were able to baptize almost 30 people in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. Wow. Uh, and, and we're seeing God just doing it. And right now we have more lined up through our Bible study. People wanting to give their lives to the Lord. The prodigals are coming back mm. in the name of Jesus. It's an awesome time, yes. but you got to figure out, Aliyah, what do you see now and what do you have to do next? Mm. So in Jesus' name, that's that's where the thought I, I stayed on for all these uh, nine months almost. Yeah. Praise God with that thought. What do I see now and what do I got to do next? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I think it makes... It makes it definitely, you know, it, it can be trying and um, I can't think of another word besides, you know, scary or emotional times for people. Um, but yes. at the same time, like you mentioned, Bishop, it, it can make it also exciting and that yes. we can see God's hand working in the church and, and right. doing what he's doing outside of the the spectrums or outside the box that or not necessarily box, but outside of the way we are used to doing things, you know. Right. Yeah. And opening right. new platforms. Uh, yeah. Right. It's definitely calling out, um, like you mentioned, the prodigals to return and people that are seeking truth. And we know yes. that, yeah, God's word is always true. And it, that's the piece that's going to go beyond all our un- understanding. And, and that's what I believe we have to offer to the world for sure. You know? Yes. Yeah. This is a great opportunity for the church yes. to, to raise up their voices. Mm-hmm. Preachers raise up their voices, use every platform that's available. And, and preach the gospel without any reservation. What I like about this, Brother Mario, mm. I can preach so hard and I don't have to see the, the faces of the people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're giving me an ugly face or something, praise God, or they walk out. I don't know, praise I the Lord. But we're, just, we're, <laughs> we're just preaching truth. We want to uh, preach yeah. the word of the Lord. We got to preach about the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, yes, hallelujah. Sir. And, and, <laughs> and, and I've got to see you streaming on Facebook, Bishop, uh, on your, I, I believe you do a, a, the coffee with the pastor and with the first lady there. And yes. uh, yeah, and your services. And I see you, Bishop. I remember growing up and, be, you know, getting introduced into ministry. And I remember always being taught when you're preaching, it doesn't matter if you're preaching to a group of two or three, or, you know, if you're seeking to preach to an auditorium, you always need to preach like it's your last preaching, you know, for the honor yes. and the glory of God. And when I Amen. see you do it, Bishop, I see that example in you for sure. <laughs> Thank God. For sure. Thank God. Thank uh, God. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, You know, I'll I tell you what, Brother Mario. Amen. Uh, uh, I remember uh, one preacher that made an impact in my life. Mm. Amen. About preaching and keep the fire on was Bishop Julian Aguirre, mm. amen, and, he's, and he always said this, he, he always said to me, during the times when I was sick or down, mm-hmm. he always says, look, uh, uh, Brother Hoyer, he says, I'm going to give you this, and, and make sure it's in your heart, I'm 
go, yes. He goes, the devil can attack your body, mm-hmm. but he can't touch the Holy Ghost. Mm. So hallelujah. So yes. whatever comes my way, I say, devil, you, you can touch all the material things, the tangible things, yes. but you can't touch the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So mm. I, I try to keep that in my heart and my mind all these years and ministry hallelujah thank god for the holy ghost yes yes man yes praise god yes Um, bishop i kind of we were talking i kind of got a a question in mind i know it's not something we we kind of went over but bishop in in making the transition to you mentioned like you mentioned you know new platforms especially uh social media platforms what would you say to somebody bishop that that's kind of you know, like you mentioned, you you know, you had a daughter that was able to show you Facebook, but maybe to a pastor or a minister out there starting to work, what would you share to them about, maybe they don't necessarily are familiar with these things, but what would you share with them as far as for trying to get into this, I don't know, next stage or kind of what's kind of happening right now because of the pandemic and the social distancing and all that? Uh, well, this is what I say to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 we We have to do our best to reach out the masses. Mm-hmm. Number one, Jesus gave us that commission. Mm. Go on to the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mm-hmm. And right now, because even people are afraid to go to church. Mm. And, and, and they don't want to come to church because they're afraid because of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And they're afraid what's going on. Because for reality, there are some churches that don't practice social distancing. Mm. They don't practice the mask. And it's not because, you know, we're... We don't trust in the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. We're just being wise and prudent right mm-hmm. now. We're being wise and prudent. And uh, I, I remember I was talking to one pastor not too long ago. I said, what are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. I said, well, uh, I'm just inviting people to come to church, but they don't want to come to church mm-hmm. because they're afraid. Mm-hmm. What are you doing right now? Well, that's up to them if they want, if they want to come or not. But they're afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I kept on pushing it. Like, <laughs> I said, but they're afraid. What do you do? Mm. Uh, well, I'm just, and he kept, and he kept on going. I'm waiting for them to come. Mm. I think it's time for the church, amen, not to wait for them to come. We got to take the church to them. Mm. So I want to encourage every pastor trying to find the means and the ways mm. or get educated or find someone in the local church mm-hmm. to help you get into this new platform and that you can reach out to people. I, I know there was there's some pastors that were so strict and they preach against television, mm. they preach against this, and then you can't do it. And now they're using media. And I called them up and said, now what? <laughs> you know, all the stuff they used to criticize. And yeah. now what are you doing? You know, so this is an opportunity that God is giving us to preach the gospel to everybody. Uh, 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 look, uh, uh, Brother Mario, since we started this, uh, and I give God the praise and the mm. glory, and you you probably seen it. You're seeing a lot of people joining in now. They're mm. from everywhere. On yes. Sundays, I on Sundays I would preach from uh, to to 150 to 200 people on Sundays. Mm. Right now, it's over a thousand, two thousand, mm. three thousand people. The platform changed. Mm. Hallelujah! And it's not only in the locality. We're reaching out to people from different states, from different countries. Yes. And, and even uh, on the other side of the world, I thank God that one of the pastors from Kenya, he's been faithfully listening and, and joining our services. Wow. And I said, my Lord, I want to encourage the pastors. It doesn't cost much to get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it doesn't cost. Amen. It's just commitment. Mm. 
is trying to get on there, committing yourself, and also creativity. <laughs> Man, praise God. Yeah. Amen. That, that you got to be creative in how you approach uh, on your services. Yeah. So I want to encourage some uh, pastors and uh, leaders. Mm. Amen. Even local people, praise God. Hallelujah. They want to give Bible studies. Use this opportunity. Yeah. Hallelujah. To invite people to Christ. Get to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Preach the Acts 238 message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And give God the glory on yes, all sir. things. Amen. Yes. I like that, Bishop. I, I Bishop, you just my 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 mind just kind of a light bulb went on. Because you're okay. exactly my my wife and I were thinking about how can we get you know, Bible studies right now, you know, we really can't invite people over. I, And I'm I'm used to social media. I see people doing it. It's like, I don't know. It's just connected. Like, you're right. Do it over the, do it over Zoom. Connect, you know, connect with right. people, invite them over. Oh, my God. Sure. <laughs> sure. Hey, I, I'm giving Bible studies in, in these last days through Zoom, mm. on FaceTime, in Jesus' name. I, I, I know uh, I, if I trust people, praise God, hallelujah. And no, they don't have the COVID. They're mm. not intact. I invite them to my house. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you can invite people to your house. Well, in California, you can, mm. but you're only limited to eight people. Okay. Wow. And, and only a small number of people. And, and, and they come to the house. We talk, we converse. Amen. We give them the gospel and we're seeing them getting saved. Wow. We're seeing some people, amen, giving their lives to the Lord. This is the moment. This is the greatest moment for the church yeah. to declare the word. To present Jesus Christ, Amen. Yes. And um, it, it's new. Yeah. Hallelujah! It's new. Yeah. Well, Bishop, kind of on the same uh, the same lines here, Bishop. Uh, we're we're ending twenty twenty. Um, you know, we're mm -hmm. in December. Lord, uh, if the Lord tarries, you know, we're going to be celebrating uh, here uh, January first. Uh, so twenty twenty one. But what are some of your outlooks, Bishop, for your ministry for the rest of this year and um, for next year? There are two things I want to do. Mm. The, the Lord impressed me. Two things that I have to do even more strongly is prepare the church. Mm. 2021 is going to be a moment where things are going to change. There's going to be a lot of challenges to the local churches, mm. especially in the area of our faith. And where we stand in. Uh, a new administration is going to come in, mm -hmm. new policies, new rules are going to come in, and it's going to challenge the church. And the church has to be strong in their convictions in the word of God, be strong in their doctrine, be strong, hallelujah, in the things that were installed in us. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, even it, 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 when we read the, 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 uh, the Apostle Jude, when he will write, he says, uh, 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 to contend to those things that were given to us mm. concerning our faith that was delivered to us from our saints, from the old people. Hold on to those things. And, and, and we're going to be challenged next year. So we got number one, although we got to uh, strengthen the church. Number two, he meant is give them more enlightenment who their God is mm. and understanding who the God that they're serving. Uh, because it's, it's a very challenging moment. Amen. And God impressed that in my heart. The people need to know who I am. Mm. And, 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 and it's important because when you read Old Testament scriptures, amen, Israel knew the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But all of a sudden, their hearts turned 
and begin to follow other gods mm. because of the influences uh, uh, of that moment, of that time, of that event, yes. of that era, their hearts are turned and they begin to serve other gods. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, and we're living in that time right now, in this pandemic time, where people's hearts are changing and turning, mm -hmm. especially when they can't go to church. They can't be among the saints. They yeah. can't be in the services. Easily people get their hearts twisted because, because of this platform that is happening. There's also false doctrine and false teachings mm -hmm. that is happening at this hour. And people that have itching of the ears yes. are going to turn to those things. So it's important that the church, the pastors and preachers and teachers, amen, of this hour, hallelujah, teaches the truth, amen, that people can understand who Jesus Christ is. Mm. He is God. Yes. So those two things, amen, is so important. Hold on strong to your faith and know who your God is. And I take that by the example that the Lord spoke to the church of Philadelphia. Amen. He says, I, 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 there's an open door for you. God's going to open the door. And, and, and once he opens the door, no man can close it. Mm. Hallelujah. And we know that scripture very well. But then he sees that the church of Philadelphia was becoming tired. Yeah. They were getting weary. And the reason why they were getting weary, because they held on. Watch this. They held on to the word and they did not deny his name. Mm. could it be that we're living in a time that there are church folks today are becoming weary and tired they're still holding on yes. they're still they're, they're holding on to the word and they're not denying the name of Jesus but they're getting weary they're yes. getting tired hallelujah and I bless God hallelujah amen that God is a God that was that spoke to the church of Philadelphia hold on yes. and don't lose what the Lord has given you. Don't lose that crown. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. So two, two, 20, uh, 20, uh, 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 2021 mm -hmm. is going to be a year that's going to challenge the church. Amen. And the church has to be on fire for God mm. because Jesus is coming soon. Yes. And he's not coming for a dead church. He's coming a church that's on revival. Yes. That has the fire of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Hallelujah. And that's what we got to do for 2021. Because it's, there's going to be a challenge, Brother Mark. Yeah. There's going to be a challenge. Yeah. We haven't we, we thought we saw everything this year. No, 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 no. Wait till next year happens. Yes. It's going to seem like all hell is going to break loose. Yes. Hallelujah. Uh, you, you can get a glimpse of it here and there. And, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I know the one thing that's interesting that people say, you know, you know, Christians shouldn't be uh, or scared about this situation because it's in the Bible. And, and I understand that, but it's one thing to to read it and to study it and to hear about it, but it's definitely another feeling to kind of go through it. So I, I get what you're saying, Bishop, that to mm -hmm. understand and beyond reason and doubt, you know, like Paul said, you know, I, I believe, but how my unbelief, you know, right. <laughs> you know, just right. to be able to hold on. So, yeah, praise God, you know, and, and especially for those that, that need you know, this time, maybe this time of COVID, you know, like you mentioned, saints not being able to come together, but they can strengthen themselves, you know, uh, yes. you know, through God's word and any other way that they can find. So that way, when this time comes, we can definitely be, you know, ready to uh, receive it and to go through it in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Oh, definitely. Bishop. Uh, in Jesus' name. That's all I can say about <laughs> 
about this upcoming year in Jesus' name. Yes. It's it's unpredictable what's yes, going to happen. Yeah. It's like right now we're living in a time you cannot yeah. figure out what's going to happen. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, my wife and I were out doing errands yesterday, and 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 uh, we we're at a store. And, and and my wife questioned or uh, the lady, the clerk there, and how long you're going to be open. And, and, and the clerk says, we don't know. Mm. Right now we're open, but there is a, uh, um, a rumor now. And our, our, our boss, the employer is already telling us, get ready, because we're going to have to limit you all. Some of you are going to have to be laid off wow. because of this, of this change, this, this lockdown that's coming up. Yeah. It, it, you, we don't know what's going to happen yeah. tomorrow. Hallelujah. But the church has to be ready. Yes. Amen. When the now hits, get ready for the next. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. That, that's good, Bishop. That's good. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 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 Because whatever you face now, you also got to start thinking, what's my next move? Mm. What what is God going to do next? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah, praise God. Yes, the sir. church got to be ready. Yeah, in the name of the Lord. Uh, in Jesus' name, yes, sir. Amen. Uh, well, Bishop, um, kind of shifting gears here a little bit. If if anyone in your faith journey, Bishop, that you could think about, or, or person person or persons that you could think about, that that you would like to thank God for, um, who who would it be, and why, Bishop? Well, um, there are two people mm. that I want to thank God for, and uh, that through my years of ministry has been a blessing in my life and an encouragement in my life, mm. and, and not only uh, uh, a preacher, but also uh, a, a friend. Mm. Uh, one of my friends that we're, we've been close for many years, and uh, that is Bishop Mendoza, mm. and uh, Bishop Mendoza from Stockton has been a real true friend. And uh, through all the years that I pastored, almost 36, going on 37 years of pastoring, Bishop Mendoza has been an elder, a pastor, a bishop over our lives. And um, I remember the time that uh, I got surgery uh, from removing the tumor from my vocal cord. I couldn't preach. for 30 days or more. And uh, Bishop Mendoza said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of your Sunday services. And, uh, and he came every Sunday and he ministered the word of the Lord. Um, even when we lost our two grandkids, Bishop Mendoza was there and praying for us and ministering to us. Uh, when we were in Safford, nobody, <laughs> some people, uh, a second thing, you know, guess hallelujah and seeing if they want to go to Safford to preach and uh, Bishop Mendoza didn't hesitate and he will go all the way to Safford and minister uh, for us in Jesus name and and so he, he's been a friend for us hmm. in the name of the Lord and he has walked through us through this journey even the time when my wife had her stroke um, Bishop Mendoza um, and, and and Mother Mendoza has always been a blessing to our lives. They're always ministering to us in the moments that we need someone there. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he's been there. A word, uh, he, he doesn't give the word of prophecy or anything, but you can hear that word that God's using him. Mm-hmm. 
And that's that word that we just need. Yeah. Amen. And we thank the Lord for his friendship and for being a, uh, a, a friend and a bishop over us, a pastor over us. And we love Bishop Mendoza. And I also want to thank God for my other friend, Aulia. His name is Louis Alvarado from Safford. Hmm. But I'm not going to call him a friend. I'm going to call him as a, a, as a brother that I didn't have because I don't have no brothers. Hmm. I only have two sisters. Praise <laughs> the Lord. But Brother Louis, amen. Praise God. He's so quiet. Amen. But he's been a blessing uh, to our lives all these years, many years. And, and we thank God for being there. Uh, and, and uh, even in the, uh, I mentioned those three years, mm-hmm. amen, that it was rough and tough for us in Jesus' name, but Brother Louis was so quiet, he would visit me, uh, he would visit us every, almost every day during those three years, mm-hmm. and and there'll be moments I'll be praying in my office, just seeking God by myself, and crying out to the Lord, and Brother Louis would just walk on in very quietly, he would lay his hands on me and started praying, I said, thank God that wow. there are people like that that have that feeling to help you. And the and, and there's there's many men sure. a, a, a that have come across, but these are the two that have made a greater impact. Yes, yeah. you have your family yeah, I, 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 that are supportive. My mom, my dad, they're very supportive. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And 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 they're there. Hallelujah. And maybe because they know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise God. They they know me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you know, well, we, 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 we know you some, we know that praise God. And, and, but when there's people that don't know you, mm. I'll live, but they can share that one word to you. Yes. It makes a whole difference in your life. And I, and I thank God for Bishop uh, uh, Mendoza mm. uh, and also for uh, uh, Brother Louie. And, and brother, when we moved to Fresno, I just got to share this right sure. away. Uh, 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 just to, just to share Amen. Bishop Mendoza has always been there. But uh, when we were here, when we just first moved to Fresno, we were kind of lost. <laughs> we didn't know what to expect. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But, you know, uh, we had these, um, uh, I'm going to say, uh, occasional visits. Hallelujah. Jesus' name, they just pop up, and you don't know why they showed up. But <laughs> then, then you find out it was God that set them up. Mm. Hallelujah. Uh, and one of them was Bishop uh, Aguirre, Julian Aguirre. Uh, sometimes he just said, I'm here in Fresno. I go, okay, <laughs> uh, let's go have breakfast. And, and he'll talk and he'll minister to the local church unexpectedly. We didn't even know he was showing up. Yeah. But we thank God for Bishop uh, um, Aguirre. Mm-hmm. And also another one that would show up, uh, amen, just pop up out of nowhere is uh, Elder uh, David Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Amen. And he'll just show up. Praise the Lord, brother. We're here. Me and my wife are here. Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> And but he didn't. He, he his his was his was not to minister to the church. He wanted to minister to my wife and I. Mm. And uh, and he'll spend that time. He'll pray for us, and he encourage us in Jesus' name. And then a local pastor here, uh, here in Fresno, uh, Elder Morton from the United Pentecostal Church. Amen. Uh, he 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 would call me occasionally. Are you doing okay? Are you fine? I'm, I'm praying for you. You know, God will set up people your way, yeah. and give you that encouragement while you're going through this journey. Yeah. In Jesus' name, praise God. 
Yes. And I think that's important, Bishop. And especially now, like, since we're communicating all through, like you mentioned, different platforms and social uh, media, it, you know, becomes a little bit, hopefully more easier for people to outreach, uh, to, uh, to reach out to other people. But it's just to take mm. the time. For example, one of the things that I consider that I know people that are my friend, well, because I know people can get busy and maybe they can't answer. But if I call and they see that it's mm. me and they answer, I'm all, you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you're my friend you know yes. <laughs> and yes. especially um it, not necessarily uh, you know that that you know brothers and sisters that aren't in ministry don't don't need this outreach you know or or you know to be followed up with but it, it's something kind of different or a class of its own with ministry you know people that are in ministry um mm -hmm. you know very little I, I could share i can share most i share everything i can share everything with my wife but I know sometimes there's just a place where it's like, well, you know what? I was asked not to, you know, so I just can't, you know, do that. But it would right. just, you know, to have somebody in your life that can either speak a word into you uh, yes. of encouragement, like you said, God sent. I mean, that mm -hmm. that just makes a world of difference for sure, Bishop. For yes, sure. Yes, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. I remember you were here, not, it was probably a year or two back, uh, Bishop, and you got, you were preaching here at one of our revivals. And you, your mm -hmm. sermon was about being like a tree planted by the waters. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the illustrations you use, like, Brother Mario, stand up. And I stood up, and he goes, when you have people in the church that are here for a long time, he goes, you need to, you need to look for them to kind of give you, you know, examples or encouragement. And, and you just went on, Bishop. And, and in my heart, you know, I would just, you know, you were speaking right now about God sending people to, to minister to you or to speak to you. Because in that mm -hmm. time in my life, even though... I never doubted God. I never doubted my ministry. You just get in these times where you're like, what's going on? You know, you were mentioning your three years, you know, mm -hmm. and during that period in my life, I was like, what's going on? I, I don't understand anymore, but, you know, purpose mm -hmm. or, you know, I know I'm serving and I know I'm supposed to serve, but it was just a time in my life where I was just trying to find something. And mm -hmm. uh, you were here and when you called me to stand up, it just, it literally got just, you know, speaking to my heart. You know where all these pedal, all these pedal, th petty things that are making you separate yourself from my calling to you, the things that you're holding on to, you need to let them go. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to let them go. And and the fact that I've been doing this is, or serving God as long as I've been serving God, God is always, God has never failed me. God has never Thank failed. God. Yes. So the fact that I was feeling that way, or I was letting it affect my relationships or my ministry, you know, it really, really spoke to me. So, yeah. I mean, if anyone's listening, I would encourage you, reach out to your pastor, reach out to your ministry, reach out to a brother or sister. Just share with them, you know, a word of God of encouragement, especially in these times, because it can make a world of difference for sure, Bishop. Yes, for sure. yes. Yeah. On that topic, brother, yes, I, I just got... I just got tweeted by the Holy Ghost. Just, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I just got tweeted. When we're talking about those moments that you need that encouragement mm. and, and that place that you need some kind of sign or something. Mm. Yes. Uh, it, it, I just got tweeted. <laughs> uh, really. While well, you were talking about it right now yes. and, and ministering like a tree that's planted by the waters yes. and you need, you need mo moments that you need that confirmation. Mm. John the Baptist was in prison. Mm. Yeah. He was ministering. He was a prophet. He was delivering the word of the Lord, and he was in prison. Mm. And, and this is good sermon material. Hallelujah. Yeah. I, I call it the, the prison of doubt mm. because he began to doubt. He began to wonder, 
in, in the prison. Yeah. You, you got to look in, in the scripture. You begin to question, oh, what, what I'm, I'm here. I've been, been doing the things of the Lord. I've been, I've been preaching the kingdom of God. I'm in prison. We all get there. Yes. And then when he had visitors, his disciples came to visit him. Yes. And, and, and they were telling him about Jesus. Hallelujah. And then, G, uh, then John says, do me a favor. Go ask. Go mm. ask him a question. Give him a series of, are you the one that we've been waiting for? Are you the Messiah? Are you the one? Yes. And so they went to go ask the questions. And when they came back and, they, and John said, okay, what's the answer? Mm. What is the answer? Hallelujah. I, I, I want to make sure that I'm not preaching the kingdom in vain. Yeah. What is the answer? Hallelujah. And here they come. They said, yeah, uh, he told us to give you this answer. The blind sees, the lame walk. Mm. Hallelujah. The dead resurrect. Hallelujah. Yes. And, and that's when John said, this is good enough for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's the Messiah. Hallelujah. I must increase so mm. that he must, I must decrease, decrease. Yes. that he must increase. Hallelujah. Yes. He gave God all the honor and all the glory. And that's when he felt, hey, I've done something right in the kingdom yeah. of God. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Uh, Priest Bishop, priest. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome how uh, God works. Yes. And that even, even Jesus knew the moment that John was going to get beheaded. Mm. Uh, and this is a strong word. I carry this. I carried that verse for a long time. I meditated on that verse a long time. When John was about ready to get his head beheaded, uh, uh, John, uh, Jesus said these words, blessed is a man that is not offended of me. Hmm. You know what that means? It means blessed is one that is, is still giving his life to the Lord, and it doesn't matter what comes his way. Yeah. He's still going to give God the praise. Yeah. No matter what comes your way, yeah. you're going to give God the glory and all the honor. Mm. And, and, and right now, I'm going through a personal journey right now. Mm. Uh, uh, well, along with my wife, she knows the journey that I'm taking. Mm -hmm. And it's affecting both of us right now in the name of Jesus. But it's a journey of faith. Mm. And I'm believing whatever transpires, God is going to get the glory yes. in this journey. Yes. Amen. In Jesus' name. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Hold on to your faith that you're professing, and and hold on to your, you know, the God that you know, and that's one of the things that I've always tried to share with people when they talk about, you know, uh, the struggles or loss. It, you know, when when the Bible speaks about the heroes of faith in Hebrews, it says some of these people though died still believing, but not seeing yet what was fulfilled, but because they right. they had that promise. That's what they were holding on to the most. And, right. and some of them maybe didn't get to see it fulfilled, but yet that's the way they died. That you still holding on wholeheartedly. Like, I'm just convinced. I don't care where yes. I'm at. <laughs> I don't yes. care where I'm at. I don't care if I'm dead or alive. But in Jesus' name, that God is faithful, you know, to his word and to his promises. And, and, and yes, that, that's why, like you mentioned, Bishop, we need to be ready. We need to be ready for yes. the coming things. In yes. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. Uh, well, Bishop, in speaking, you know, from your own experience and, and your journey and, and as a Christian, uh, what, what would you, 
what would your words of encouragement be to someone today that that's listening? If maybe they should start, you know, maybe they see a. Uh, uh, um, you know, you uh, broadcasting there on Facebook and maybe they're kind of interested or maybe like you mentioned earlier, you know, those prodigal uh, children that are out there, um, you know, maybe considering coming back. But what would you say to them about maybe starting or to come back with their journey in Christ? Well, there, there, there's, there's a lot of Bible scriptures talking about those that have fallen mm. And they can come back. Um, even the Lord talks about those that uh, backslidden. Mm. The Lord himself says, come back to me and I will heal mm. you from your backsliding. The prodigal son came back home and there was a feast. Mm. There were many of those that came back. They returned. And there are probably, maybe there are those that are just sitting there, but they don't know what to do next. Yeah. And, 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 and they said, we're here. We don't have a church building. I can't minister. I can't do anything. Uh, God can use you at this very hour. I was sharing with the men the other day at our men's Bible study on Thursday. I said, it doesn't matter who you are. As long as you're available, mm. God can use you. And God can put you in a place that he can use you in such a powerful way that you that he will get the glory and others yeah. will come back to the Lord because you see men and women in the Bible that have many faults mm -hmm. and yet God raised them up just like for, for example Peter he mm -hmm. denied the Lord he denied the Lord three times mm -hmm. and, and I like one of the parts of the scripture where when the, one of the parts where he did did deny the Lord he cussed mm -hmm. he cussed mm -hmm. And, and yet, on the day of Pentecost, he preached on that day. Yeah. God raised him up. God can use people. It's just a matter of people being available mm. to be used. All we are is just vessels, yes. clay. And let God use us. Let God use you. Mm -hmm. Because if God raised you up, brought you back, is that you're going to have a testimony. Mm. Remember what Jesus said to Peter when he backslid? Watch this. He told Peter, he told uh, uh, Peter, amen, uh, I'm praying for you mm -hmm. that your faith will not fail. But then there comes another verse that says, until he was converted, mm. minister. When you're converted, Peter, when you're changed, then go minister to those that need mm. to be converted, those that need to start all over again. If you and I or anyone else have went through that experience, why don't we encourage others? Come on. Yeah. You can get into this. You can work for the kingdom of God. Amen. You have a gift. You have a calling upon the Lord. You probably ran away. You probably fell. You don't know what it is. But God is still nudging at your heart mm. saying, hey, it's still inside of you. Go do something about it. Yeah. Preach the kingdom of God. Tell them about the love of God. I heard you earlier about the love of God. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. If we only can understand the love of mm. God, which what Paul says, we will never understand it. It's too mm. high. It's too long. It's too deep. It's too wide. We'll never understand how much God loves us. Mm. But he loves us so much, hallelujah, that he'll restore us and heal us 
Yeah. Hallelujah. If we surrender our lives to the Lord and be used for such a time as yes. this. Yes. Uh, Bishop, I could probably talk to you for three more, five more hours. I, <laughs> <laughs> and, this is awesome. Yes. And I, this is one of the privileges on my part for doing this podcast ministry is that I, I, I have the the ability and, and the privilege to hear, you know, women, women and men of God just speak and, and, you know, share their hearts. And, uh, you know, to me, it just, I, I love connecting with like-minded people and, and, and I love hearing this Bishop. And, and that's why, Thank God. yeah, that's why I, I'm, you know, it's like, I, I want to get this out to people and I, I want people to hear this, that, you know, that God is still doing works, obviously, definitely within his people. Thank the Lord. Uh, yes. Well, Bishop, kind of on that note, though, I, I kind of want to, um, you know, get to uh, this question, though, to make sure that anyone that wants to connect, uh, Bishop, with your church uh, or with your ministry or services, where could they do that right now, sir? Right now, because we're just only doing uh, uh, live right now, Facebook and also on Instagram. That's where we are at uh, um, on our live services on Wednesdays and on Sundays. Uh, Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning, Wednesdays at 7. Amen. They can join us there on our Facebook, Jubilee Apostolic Tabernacle. Uh, um, we're there on our Facebook also. And uh, there'll also be um, ministries there like our women's Bible studies on Tuesdays, men's Bible studies on uh, on Thursdays. Amen. And uh, there'll probably also be another announcement later. Uh, my wife and I are working on right now in Jesus' name, is to Zoom a, a marriage, um, like a marriage counseling sessions and advice, amen, and, and talk and go through a five, five sessions, amen, five weeks but uh, of a session and, and to encourage our, our, our couples, mm -hmm. amen, whether they're young or old, praise God, they can join in and we want to uh, and strengthen their marriage, yeah. help them through God's word to strengthen their marriage uh, and that's that is one of our goals with the help of the Lord. Yes. But they they can connect us. But as soon as the Lord opens that building, we'll give that address out in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Or uh, yeah, or they can uh, a messenger uh, on our Facebook. If they have a question, put a, a note there on the messenger, and one of our staff will relate the message to us, and we'll respond uh, as soon as we can. Yeah. And, and also our church number is on there on okay. Facebook where they can contact us. Yes. Wow, Bishop. You mentioned, you know, a conference about marriage. I think those are always timely and needed for sure in the churches, like you mentioned, for young couples, older couples. But what, what popped in my head was, um, you know, reading um, on the news or sometimes hearing uh, one of the topics of the news is that since we're doing quarantine and people that have been, or couples that have been locked in together, you kind of hear more of the rise of uh, divorce rates. You know, just yes. because they're together more often now, it's like, wow, I go, I love being at home with my wife. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. What, what, what is needed sometimes in that marriage is space. Been... <laughs> <laughs> and that's where a lot of marriages don't know what to do because yeah. they're either at work or something. Mm -hmm. And now that they're in lock and they say, what? <laughs> We're here 24 7, you know? <laughs> Working on that in Jesus' name. Yeah, I, Bishop. <laughs> Yes, sir. Well, well, Bishop, again, it, it's been a very, uh, my honor and a very great pleasure to be able to speak with you, sir. And 
And, uh, and um, just know, again, you just uplifted in my spirit, and I pray that anyone that's listening, you know, has felt the same. And I, and I really want to thank you for sharing, you know, the works and the miracles that God has been doing, you know, in your life and in your ministry, sir. And, and just know that we will continue to be praying for you and, and your family and your ministry there in Fresno. Thank you. And, thank you. Um, yes, and in Jesus' name, um, you know, we, we are going to be, or we are, more than conquerors in Jesus' name. Yes, Amen. yes. Uh, Listen, Brother Mario, before yes, you close, yes, I just want to say this. God has been good to us throughout these years. Mm. Um, you know, went through two heart attacks, wow. a tumor in the vocal cord, yeah. five, tu five tumors in the gallbladder. Wow. Amen. And I had a brain tumor. Uh, uh, and also, uh, uh, right now, I'm dealing with uh, Meniere's disease. Amen. There's no cure for that. But I can say that up to this time, God yeah. has blessed us. Uh, one testimony is this, um, the brain tumor. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with a brain tumor in 2007. Mm -hmm. And every year uh, I had to go for an exam for to make sure if it grows or if it's mm -hmm. not active every year. And uh, last year in 2019 and December, just a few days before Christmas, uh, I thought I was having a stroke. Wow. We went to the hospital. Uh, they'd done an MRI and they couldn't find anything. Amen. And I asked, I, I just questioned the doctor, maybe uh, the tumor's acting up, mm. maybe. A tumor, he says. So he went to go look at the MRI once again. 20 minutes, he came back and he says, you know, after investigating, you did have a tumor in 2007. Mm. In 2018, it shows that you have a tumor. But right now, we're looking at it. The tumor's gone. Wow. <laughs> Praise after, God. After 13 years, God came through. Yes. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Wow, Bishop. Amen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, oh, praise God, Bishop. Praise God. Through, like you mentioned earlier, Bishop, through our ailments and through our situations, you know, God will be glorified. You know, yes. praise God. God will be glorified. <laughs> Yes, oh, he will. In Jesus' name. Yes, he will. Amen. Oh, all right, Bishop. Well, again, thank you so much, Bishop. Um, You're you know, for being here with me today, and and um, and it's been such an honor. And I can't wait to see you if you whenever we get to connect again when you come back here to Tucson and and visit. Uh, you know, That's visit true. us here. So, all right, Bishop. Well, thank you so much, Brother Mario, for this invitation. Yes, sir. And we are honored to be with you all. We're praying for you all that this. Uh, podcast will be a greater blessing yes. for you your family and everybody that gets connected in jesus name, in jesus name. and we are honored to be with you all in, in, in jesus name yes. thank you for the invitation we are humbled and uh and i pray we're a blessing to you all thank you in jesus name. so much yes amen well as we conclude uh our podcast for today i would like to thank you the listeners for listening in and i pray that um, there has been a seed of faith planted in your heart and in your mind that this seed will grow and produce fruit in your life. If you would like to hear previous podcasts or learn more about it, you can go to our podcast SoundCloud page at www.soundcloud.com forward slash podcast. And there you will find links to all our social media platforms. And also if you are interested in supporting this podcast by giving, there will be links available to direct you to our Patreon page where you can become a sponsoring member or to our one-time or if you want to be a one-time giver, you can go to our PayPal page. If you would like to reach out to us, please email us at ihatpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Lord willing.
God bless.